0: last week we talked about what do what are those things that people who press in do and the Lord's orchestrating orchestrating again and he's speaking and the spirit is moving on our hearts and i'm really really encouraged um i see a lot of people pressing in i i even talked to bob and jenny this weekend and they were going you know eric it's just amazing they'd look down our um like our attendance report as a as a church and They've they, you know, just in in, a, in the uh, transformation center of this ch- church and in, in, in emotional healing, um, there have been over forty-five people who have done either issue-focused or or thorough format in this church. And they've seen over 18 people already just since they've been back from their training. And, 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 there's, and it's not just emotional healing, but I see people pressing into to, to the Word of God. I see people pressing into the plans that God has for them. And the, it is exciting to see that there are people truly pressing in to, to, the, to what God has for their lives. And I just want to say praise God for what He's doing. And, and there's more that God has for all of us. Can, I, can you say more? guess what it's already been deposited in you that more is already there and we just have to mine the the, the very DNA of Christ out of us and begin to express that in a, in a greater way and so today we're gonna I'm just gonna go into really my final message on administration I, I could preach for another three to four weeks on administration and how we need to have faith and administration in order the purposes of God to be fulfilled in our lives but I really feel like there's going to be things come later, even in messages. And, and, but It's like the Lord's taking us to a certain point. And I, I felt like he just said, stop right there. And so today's message is kind of going to summarize kind of what we've been talking about for a while. Uh, last week, we talked about how those who press in, they know where to start. People who press in say yes to God. People who press in have faith in God. People who press in, they allow God to change their heart. And they allow humility to come to them. And they choose to allow God to change their heart before they try to do the right things. And last week we talked about how it's so easy to do the right things or to obey God without our heart changing. And how if we, uh, if we do the right things, but our, we don't allow the good Lord to change our heart and our motives of our heart, then what we do is we become like the Pharisees. We become religious, and we go through the motions of doing the right things, but yet our heart is not connected to it. And so we really challenged the last week to allow God to begin to change our heart, to allow God to begin to soften us, and that we would begin to do the things that God is asking us to do for the right things, not because we have to. Would anybody like to get there? How many, I mean, I have done the right things because I have to. Anybody else done that before? There's not a lot of cheerfulness in that, is there? There's not a lot of joy in just doing it because you know it's the right thing to do. But when I do the things that God is asking me to do, and I do it with a changed heart, it all of a sudden becomes fun to do the will of God. It's not a drudge. It's not, oh gosh, I gotta go to church today. Oh gosh, yeah, I better go there. They might, hey, he might Eric might call me, you No. Know. <laughs> It's no longer hard to go to church when your heart's right. It's not, it's not hard to get involved in connect groups when your heart's right. It's not hard to minister and to lay your life down for other people and to serve them, helping them get free when your heart's right. But when you're doing it for the wrong reason, or you're doing it because you know, it's just the right thing to do, God wants to change our heart. Say amen to that, right? But Today where I want to go is I want to talk about what people do who press in when it comes to we don't know what to do so where what i find is so many times i take people through uh, getting help and getting direction and to get to this place where they hear the word of god they they know god wants them let's say uh god wants me to uh do an outreach or god wants me to uh fix my finances or god wants me to bring healing to my marriage or god wants me to they, they identify the, 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 the area that God is wanting to speak to them, and then they don't know what to do. They don't know how to bring truth from God's Word, and they don't know how to, to then begin to apply that, that to their lives and how to make that work out. Anybody been there, done that, smoked that pipe one or two times? And so today where I want to take us, and I really believe God has given me some wisdom, through the word of god to help us but people who press in and this is really really simple it is a really simple step but people who press in they seek god for wisdom now that sounds so easy and so cliche but i can tell you how many people want to seek me for wisdom or they want to seek Someone else for wisdom and I believe that's all part of getting wisdom I do believe God uses the body of Christ to help each other I do believe that there are some things I'm not going to be able to do on my own. Can I have an amen on that? And so I don't want to dis- 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 devalue that aspect But I want to talk today about how people who press in they press into The wisdom of heaven they press into the wisdom of God. Everybody say wisdom What is wisdom? What is wisdom? Wisdom is the quality. This is from the the dictionary. We're going to go through a couple definitions about what is wisdom, and then I'm going to dive into the Word of God that has been just so rich this week on what God says. Because again, God has what? He is wisdom. And so wisdom is the quality or state of being wise. It's knowledge of what is true or right coupled with just judgment as to an action or plan to carry it out. And that part right there, the just judgment as to an action or plan to carry it out is where most people, most of us fall short. Can, would everybody agree with that? See, I can know it's wisdom to get on a budget. I can know how to get on a budget. I can know it, I need wisdom on, I, uh, say, my marriage. Or I can get knowledge of, of, of information on what I can do to get my marriage better. But it's a different thing to have just judgment as to an action or plan to carry it out. Wouldn't you say there's a difference? Are you guys breathing this morning? All right, just want to make sure you're around. The Bi- in a Bible commentary, I believe it was Barnes and... Uh, He he describes wisdom in this aspect he says wisdom refers to the knowledge of God's plans and purposes And the ability to live accordingly Wise people can identify the nature and purpose of their trials and understand how to overcome them with God's wisdom Everybody say "God's God's wisdom So again wisdom refers to the knowledge the information about how God does things. See, God's given us a book because we need a book. It's called the wisdom of heaven that's been given to us. It's called the precious word of God. It's one of the ways God speaks to us, amen? One of the main key ways that God speaks to us. It tells us of his plans and purposes. And wisdom is this ability to live according to it. Wise people can identify the nature and purpose of trials, and understand how to overcome them with God's wisdom. I need to know how to overcome a marriage problem through God's wisdom. Can I have an amen? I need to have God's wisdom on how to overcome my emotional, uh, my emotional dysfunction. Do I not? You're saying, yeah, please, Eric, get that wisdom. I need God's wisdom on how to overcome strongholds and addictions. Do I not? I need to know God's wisdom on how to overcome uh, obstacles that are in my path right I need to have God's wisdom on how to overcome in certain areas of ministry or whatever God's wanting to do in my life right and so another simplified uh, w- definition of wisdom that I put is the discernment between right and wrong with the right application to carry it out so I summed those definitions up and that's really the What I felt like wisdom was, is the discernment between right and wrong, and with the right application to carry it out. How many want that? Well, today I'm going to take you on a journey, because I believe we have that. I believe that is at your disposal right now. I was listening to a podcast this week on a totally different message, but the the minister was declaring, you have as much of God as you want. You have as much of God in your life as you want. And you have as much of wisdom in you right now as you want. Actually, it's your want needs to increase to get the wisdom. But you have as much as you actually want right now. Right now, you're walking in the wisdom that you're satisfied with. I'm walking in the wisdom that I'm satisfied with. And when I find a shortfall, when I find that God's trying to do something in my, my life, it's, it's, it's a revelation that I need more wisdom from heaven on what he's trying to bring to me and through me. Amen. And so this discernment between right and wrong with the right application is uh, very important. Can I have an amen on that? So people who press in pursue and ask God for the, that kind of wisdom. I know knowledge, I have a knowledge, I hate to use finances all the time, but I see so many people's finances are so jacked, it's a really good one that applies to most people. I can have a knowledge, and I can discern what is right and wrong with money, but if I don't have wisdom and the right application to carry it out, I still am going to be bankrupt. And see, the budget is, is a knowledge, the finances of a right and wrong of how to do it, but wisdom turns knowledge into a right application. Listen to me. Wisdom turns knowledge into right application. I'm going to say that again because we're dull of hearing. Wisdom turns knowledge into right application wisdom turns turns knowledge into right application see you can't just have knowledge knowledge by itself will puff you up but wisdom is where we take knowledge of the Word of God knowledge of truth knowledge of God's plan God knowledge of of what God's way of doing things are And wisdom is the supernatural part of Jesus where he comes and he speaks the application, the wisdom aspect of how to apply that truth or that knowledge. And we're going to go there today. Amen. So I'm going to go back to that second definition again. Again, wisdom refers to the knowledge of God's plans and purposes, which are in the Word, and the ability for you and I to live accordingly. Wise people know how to take the knowledge of God's plans and purposes, and they know how to bring into the ability. So wisdom brings the ability for me to apply that knowledge. And so we're going to look, talk today about how do we do that. Because I am telling you, God has a plan for you. And he's looking for a man who will take knowledge, and he will, they will turn knowledge into wisdom. And so how do we do that? James, we're going to look at James. James is, a, we're going to spend some time in James today. If you have your Bible, go there. Before you read that, I'm going to wait just a second. James chapter 1 is where we're going. But people who press in, they are urgently looking and asking God for what to do. Everybody say, what do I do, God? They are pressing in to what God's plan and his way is. James talks about this in his letter to the church and so we're gonna look at this and here's what I want to say in in when James is writing this book to the church in Jerusalem what is taking place in their lives what is taking place in the church right now is the church has been has been dispersed throughout the region they are being persecuted they are being beaten they are being uh they are being persecuted for the gospel of jesus christ but but salvation and everything there is an explosion of people getting saved but they are really being radically persecuted many are in danger of their lives and and james is writing to the church and he's saying i'm going to bring you some encouragement I'm going to give you some wisdom as to what is going on with the trials and the junk that you're going through, and I'm going to show you what you need to do with that. And so James, I love the book of James. He was a a pastor, and he had a pastor's heart. So he's the brother of Jesus, and uh, we're going to see what he says. So here's what James says in chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. If any of you lacks wisdom... I think that applies to all of us. Okay, is anybody left out in that? So this scripture applies to us today, right? If any of you lacks wisdom, is anybody needing wisdom on a decision or direction in your life today? Every one of us. If any of you lacks wisdom, James says, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. Aren't you glad God doesn't look at the fault and the mistakes in your life? that a condition of wisdom is not i'm in sin and if i'm in sin i can't have wisdom that my shortcomings in my life doesn't disqualify me for wisdom but god who gives generously to all without finding fault and it what it will be given to him everybody say it will be given to him what will be given to you if any man lacks wisdom he should ask god who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you it will be given to you say it it will be given to me wisdom will be given to me I don't think you believe it yet. Wisdom will be given to me. If I ask, wisdom will be given to me. I will know what to do. But, the next scripture says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. It's like yin-yang. It's like, I know what to do. I don't know what to do. I know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to make my kids do this. I don't know whether to make them do this. I don't know whether to do this with them. I I don't know what battle to pick. I don't know what thing to do. I don't know whether to do this or to do that. Anybody been there? Eric, were you at my house this morning? I don't know whether to correct. I don't know whether to edify. I don't know whether to encourage. I don't know whether to. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything. That's pretty bold. If you don't believe, then you shouldn't expect. If you don't have faith that God's going to give wisdom Guess what you're not going to have it Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do So what are the steps? James tells us here if you don't know what to do If you don't know what to do with your health if you don't know what to do with your finances If you don't know what to do in your jacked-up emotions if you don't know how to raise your kids if you don't know what to do What are two reasons James says people do not have wisdom? What are the two reasons people do not know what to do? Why do people not have wisdom? James says there's two. You don't ask and you don't believe. So if you're here today, and you don't know the plan that God has for you, you don't know what to do, you don't know the steps that God wants to administrate your life with, you don't know the steps that you need to take, the reason you don't know is you don't ask, and you don't believe. What do you think about that? Because James says, if you ask, God will give it generously. James says, if you have faith and are convinced and settled in your heart, and you're standing under the title deed, and you know it's yours, you know you can have it, he says you'll have it. So the condition here to receive wisdom is we must ask and we must believe, right? And so people who press in, what do they do? They ask him, pretty stock on simple. Hey, Eric, this is a really deep truth. (laughs) Man, that's deep. No, it's real simple. Faith, believing, asking, and wisdom comes. You must believe that he gives wisdom and he gives it generously. So if any man lacks wisdom, he should ask God. And he must believe well that's two things there so the two reasons why people don't know what to do and according to James is that not asking and not believing and you won't know what God's plan of administration is for you you won't know the steps that you need to do to change your heart you won't have a clue how to change your heart if you're not asking God to change your heart and you're not believing God will change your heart but people who press in ask and believe you'll know the steps to turn around and people who press in they ask and they seek and they knock and they press in and James says there's a third secret you want to know the third secret why James says that people don't know what wisdom is there's actually three and it's not in this passage it's a little later in the in the in, in James it's in James 4 3 then he talks about well you don't have because you don't you don't ask there it is again what we don't ask and when you do ask you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your what pleasures so now he's saying you don't ask you don't believe and then when you do ask you ask with wrong motives because you ask with selfish motive and i'm going dang god Okay, where are my motives, Jack? And that's kind of where we went in a little bit last week, is Lord, purify my heart. Lord, change my heart, that my heart wants what you want, right? So if James says, if you don't have right motives, you don't receive. If you don't ask, you don't receive. And if you don't believe, you don't receive. Now, I realize that James, in this passage in James chapter 4, he is talking about relational conflict. He is talking about problems in relationships. But the principle applies to asking God for wisdom and help. Can I have an amen on that? You have not because you do not ask, and when you ask, you do not receive because of wrong motives. And it's about us serving our own pleasures and our own desires. And so I've been asking in my own heart, as I've been warring in my own life and asking God for wisdom for areas in my own life, I've been asking God, God, show me where my motivations are selfish. Show me where it's about me rather than about you. Has anybody else been doing that? Because people who press in find out what God wants on their finances or losing weight or health or jacked up emotions. They make sure that their motives are self-centered. Now here's where I want to get a re- little vulnerable. You know, Pastor Eric is not perfect. I know you know that. I know the that you know that. But as I was seeking the Lord on my motives this morning, past week and i was asking god so what is the my motives of my heart say on losing weight what are my motives you've told me that i've not had your heart and so what are my selfish motives and we know all all of us have selfishness when it comes to food and eating and all that stuff it was way way beyond he he, he's already been dealing with me on that some of that stuff and i still haven't conquered all that yet but I'm, i'm he's showing me my heart But I don't even want to go here right now, but I'm going to. Um, So on losing weight, he began to show me another motive of my heart was... um, Gosh, this is ugly. Are you guys with me? Everybody close your ears. No. (laughs) Yeah, you'll still love me. But sometimes the motivation of losing weight... Was people will respect you more. And what's wrong with that? They'll respect your leadership more. I said, that's in my heart? Uh, yeah. So it's still about self. Even my motives of losing weight You know some people's motives of lo- losing weight. I mean there's a guy that used to help me wait, lo- Work out and dear God. I didn't want to work out with him. You know why I didn't want to work out with him He wanted me to look like Atlas <laughs> he, he, Arnold Schwarzenegger he wanted me talking that way too Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, you're, you're very good <laughs> he, he had a vision of my body looking different than what I wanted it to look and there was a vanity that he wanted for me that made me go "Ah." but my other motive was just as "Ah." so that's what he showed me this week see when you seek god for wisdom he actually actually starts showing you something and it's like well dang there's that people pleasing thing again there's that need for respect there's that Something for me rather than for who? See, my motives need to be where? What? Seek first. It, my, my motive has to be for my Lord. There can't be any other idols in my heart. And so many of us do many things for respect or status. Or whatever our motives are. And we don't receive wisdom because our motives are wrong. Does that bear witness with anybody? That's just letting a little ugly out right now. If you confess your sin before men, the word says, I'll heal you. So I'm being healed. But those who press in are not about selfish motives and desires. Those who press in are about God's will, His motives and desires, and not their own. And we're all, we all have a dysfunction in our heart. Amen? And I'm not here to step on your toes. I'm here to enlighten us that there is a way That seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death and there is a wisdom that comes from heaven That God is wanting to bring us that is going to catapult us into the purposes and the plans of God There is a people who are raising up in this house who are pressing into the purposes and the plans of God And I am jacked about it and I'm excited about it So according to James, what are the three reasons people do not know what to do? Why do people not have wisdom again? I'm going to repeat myself so that you go home and you know Again, they ask God what's two? they have faith and believe God and three they allow God to change their heart and motivations Are you seeing how God's changing my heart and motivation? I'm letting you in to my my vulnerable life So that you can kind of go. Oh now I see what you're talking about trying to give you application to truth And it's much better if I share you mine than if I tell everybody yours that I dealt with this past week Isn't that much better when I tell you mine than yours? I'm teasing. I don't want to do that. Okay. Are you still with me then? So where do we go from here? So where I want to look at is let's look at now Solomon's life. Because who was Solomon? He was the king. And what did he ask for? What did Solomon ask for? Wisdom. Wisdom. So. Well, let's look at Solomon's life, and let's look at the motives, and how did he ask for wisdom, and what do these three things play out in his life as to believing, receiving, asking, and the motivations of his heart. You want to see, into this, this, this scripture really jacked me, and I hope it jacks you more than it jacked me. Okay, so let's, so those are the three things. Let's keep going. For In 1 Kings 3, verse 11, this is what God says to Solomon. Since you have asked for wisdom and not for long life or wealth for what? Nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in what? What? That's what we've been talking about. That faith in administering justice... Is what we're called to and we have to minister the justice of the lord in our own lives He says because you've asked for discernment in administering justice. I will do what you have asked I will give you a wise and discerning heart Solomon asked Solomon believed and Solomon Didn't have his motives jacked up. What was his motives for? They were for God and the people of God Let's let's look at this In that passage, it is powerful, powerful, powerful. Because here's what God does. God goes to Solomon and he says this to him. He says, ask for whatever you want me to give you. How would you like for God to come and knock on your heart? Donna, ask me for anything you want and I'll give it to you. What would most people ask for? Money. 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 What else would they ask for? Health. What else do we ask for? I think in America, what most people would ask for, an easy life. Make it easy. Make no problems come my way. Make it easy for me. But Solomon does something different. Listen to Solomon's, listen to Solomon's words. I love it. Here's what he says to God. I am only a child. I do not know how to carry out my duties. God, your servant is here. So give your servant a discerning heart. Change my heart. Give me a discerning heart. Change my heart, God, so that my heart's like yours. Give me a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. When I saw what Solomon was asking for, he was asking, I want your plans, your ways, your purpose. Now, I know Solomon made mistakes later. But the reason God gave him wisdom, the reason God showed him how to administer our justice. Now, you ought to go study the life of Solomon. It is cool what he administered. Solomon built the temple. And he did it to the exact way that God wanted him to build that temple. He built the house of God. He administered God's justice, the right way of doing things. But he had humility. I don't know what I'm doing, God. I don't have a clue, Papa. I don't know how to proceed, Solomon. didn't know what to do so how is it that we as the people of god how is it that we cultivate wisdom what are you seeing in the life of solomon in this example he wasn't after his own self but because he wasn't after his own self he was about seeking first the kingdom of god he was about doing things god's way over his own he was wanting the wisdom and counsel of heaven he was seeking god and saying oh god i am a mere man i don't know what to do How many people in the body, the people who press in, they don't know what to do. They don't have it all figured out. God uses the weak things of this world to confound the wise. But here's what we do in America. We don't know what to do. We Google it. If Google doesn't work, then it's the next highest up on the food chain that I can go ask so that I can get wisdom fast. I can get out of a jam fast. I can get the pain and the pressure of this marriage fixed fast. And I can bypass the way God wants us to do it. If any man lacks wisdom, he should ask God, not Google, not even me. If you're in a jam, yes, I'll help you. But dear God, I'm going to be leading you to the word of God. I'm going to be leading you to the passages of God. I'm going to be leading you to his presence. I'm going to be leading you to seek him. I'm going to be leading you to ask him questions. I'm going to be leading you to want to know the plan that God has for you. I am not your salvation. I'm I'm just a help. I am an under-shepherd that is helping to shepherd the sheep in the direction of the Almighty God, the direction of the King of glory, the direction of Almighty God who has all wisdom, all counsel, all everything is in His hands. He is the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha, the Omega. He is the One that has your answers. And He is so glorious. He is so amazing. He is so beautiful. He is so beautiful. He displayed His love for us today. He lavished His love all around us. We danced before Him. We, 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 We spun with adoration to this one we call Yahweh. And the way wisdom comes The way that wisdom comes is through people who press in to his presence, to his word, and they ask, and they believe, and they seek, and it is much like marinating a steak or a piece of chicken. Is you marinate and soak in the presence of God, in the presence of his word, and you go, God, I don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, the knowledge of God's Word begins to mix with the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God comes, and He breathes on knowledge. And as He breathes on the knowledge, it becomes wisdom. And all of a sudden, the light bulb comes on, and I go, dang, I know what to do now. See, I was going to come and give you three or four more steps to take, and the Lord goes, Gosh, Eric, if you take them through steps of making a plan and and delegation and changing processes and, and going through all the steps of making a plan, then we're relying upon the plan rather than relying upon me. Oh, dear God, but they need a plan. They need to know how to make a plan. No, they need wisdom from me. And when they get wisdom from me, leave them with wisdom. Leave them with me, and I will tell them the plans and the purposes that I have for them. I will tell this one to do it this way, and this one to do it another way, and this one to actually do it this way. And it actually won't look like your plan, and it won't look like Tom's plan, it won't look like Sam's or Charlene's or Karen's. It'll look like my ministering justice. It'll look like my discernment. It'll look like mine. And not Eric's footprint, but my footprint, my wisdom, my counsel, mine. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I have everything that you need. I have every, every wise step that you need to take. I am that you are. I am what you need. I am the great I am. God, I need help with my kids. Oh, God, I don't know what to do. I'm a parent. God, I don't know what to do. Ask me anything, God says, and I will give you. Oh, God, I want to to know what you would do. I I want wisdom on parenting. I want to know how to administer justice to my children. I want to know your plan that you have. Oh, not a problem, Papa says. I will give you wisdom. I will show you how to raise those kids. I will show you how to discipline them. I will show you my ways. But there's this little thing in God where he just, he just, I just love what he does with me. He just puts a little wisdom behind something. And he just says, come looking for it. Hide and seek. Papa's it. And he does this thing about just concealing wisdom, concealing revelation, just a little bit, not to tease us, but to interest you to say, come over here a little bit. Let me show you something. It's like when I read the Word and I go, hmm, wow, there's something there he's wanting me to show. Now, I can... can bypass that thought and just go on with my day or i can go hmm you're hiding something behind door number two what is it papa and it creates this curiosity it creates this desire where god he he he, he wants you to come looking for him anybody experience god wanting you to come looking for him so how do we cultivate this How do we cultivate this wisdom that the word is talking about? How do I get this kind of wisdom that Solomon had where he wasn't about what he wanted, his motives, his desires. It's really kind of cool how God gave him everything anyway. God ended up giving him all kinds of wealth and all kinds of stuff and he made his leadership powerful. So, the scripture is where I go. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So I began to com- contemplate that, meditate on that. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Now, I could preach a message. Two or three weeks on the fear of the Lord. And what the fear of the Lord is. And we could add add this as number four. We could say you have to ask. You have to believe. You have to get your motives right. And we could say number four is. You got to have the fear of the Lord. I could go step five and step 6 and step 7 and, and you can go home and check it off step 2 check it off step 3 motives not a problem up oh, come back to motives check up oh, come back to motives and we can check them off and some of you may go home and ask lord what is the fear of the lord I'm not preaching about it today. I am preaching that it begins with the fear of the Lord, and we need to understand what the fear of God is. And most of us have more fear of man than we do have fear of God. We care more. We reverence more what people think of us rather than what God thinks. I mean, when we were dancing up here this morning, (laughs) I could remember... Dancing at Ball State University my junior year in college I was a RA and I had to lead the dance. I had to organize the dance because of activities and I have never been a dancer (laughs) ask Karen (laughs) and I mean she'll she'll tell, tell you this we joke about it every now and then I had these white painter pants on this red polo shirt. When my baby left me, oh, ouch! No, and I did dance out there like a fool. And dancing of the world's all about drawing attention to yourself. Right. Dancing before God's all about Him. It's a totally different thing what Mike was talking about. But she did spot me, and it wasn't my dancing that attracted her, her, her to me. I promise you. But that was her first encounter with Eric Kaler. At that time, it was a little slimmer figure, (laughs) white blonde hair, and my white beard, because I was a blondie, because the sun baked me, and I always got white blonde. I was a blondie, and I captured her heart, but it wasn't the dance, and I don't know why I got off on that rabbit trail. Forgive me, Lord. Fear Fear of man, and there was fear of man on me out there as I was being stupid. Because you didn't want attention drawn to yourself. But we really do have the fear of man all over us like stink on poop. Anybody struggle with this morning when you're dancing a curly curly jig? Worrying about what's going to shake and what's not going to (laughs) shake? Or fall, yeah. As we redeem dance as we redeem the fear of the Lord, as we redeem the kingdom of heaven, as we, re- as we redeem that church is not about us, that church is about Him and glorifying Him and discovering His ways, discovering His purposes, discovering who He is and the knowledge of God and the knowledge of God turning into wisdom so we know what to do with our lives. Another scripture. I love this passage. It tells us what we need to do. Proverbs 2, 1 through 9 says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to what? Wisdom. And applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight... And you cry aloud for understanding. If you look for it as for silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. And you will find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. Everybody say that. For the Lord gives wisdom. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk whose walk is blameless for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones then you will understand what is right and just and fair every good path and i put in parentheses good plan if you want to know how to ministrate the fear of the lord that scripture you can meditate on that scripture all this week and say god show me this hidden treasure of wisdom so those who press in and seek wisdom for administration from God, they ask for wisdom, they believe by faith, they check their motives, and they have the fear of the Lord. And I could go into other lists. I could say they create a big vision. They implement a plan. They prioritize their life. They say no to things because of vision. They discipline and persevere and make sacrifices They change their processes, they delegate, they enlarge their capacity. I could go over and over on the list of things that those who press in, they do. (laughs) But one thing is needed. Is we must ask God for wisdom. And he gives generously to all without finding fault. See, knowledge, here's where I want to wind this down. Knowledge is the collection of information. Today, I've given some knowledge. I've given you information about God's word when it comes to wisdom. I've given you information. I've given you knowledge, teaching, information of God's word. But knowledge doesn't change you. See, wisdom is the understanding and application of knowledge. And the way you get wisdom and you turn knowledge into wisdom is through contemplation and meditation. Contemplation and meditation is the process in which knowledge becomes wisdom. This you've got to hear. contemplation and meditation and prayer is the process by which knowledge becomes wisdom there is nothing i can do to make you get this wisdom there is no steps i can give you to bring an administrative plan to your life if you don't add prayer meditation and contemplation of knowledge that when we contemplate and we meditate, I, sh- I preached a message many years ago, and, 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 and the, the three points that I made in that message is meditation brings revelation. Revelation brings transformation. Meditation brings revelation. Revelation brings transformation. Transformation. Where wisdom happens is when we begin to meditate on God's word. We meditate on his principles. We're praying. We're seeking his face. We're asking for wisdom. And we're, 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 we're chewing the cud. We're, we're, we're like a cow. He, we're, we're producing. We're chewing it up. And we're meditating on it is when the Spirit of God does what only the Spirit of God does, and He activates the Word of God. He activates knowledge to you. He brings a revelation to you. And the Spirit adds to the knowledge, and it gives you wisdom. And my friends, that doesn't happen in most people's lives. Ouch. Because in America, my friends, we have a quick answer for everything. A school shooting in Florida, we say get rid of guns. And man pukes his wisdom. And man pukes what he thinks is the right way to correct that problem. And I say, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face then, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. And a nation needs to turn back to God. This nation has lost her safety because they've lost her God, their, her God. And you can say guns and you can say mental health and you can say all the world's wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, he should ask God. I pray for President Trump. I pray you, President Trump, would seek wisdom of God. That you would fall on your knees. That you, as as Congress in the House of Representatives, that you would humble yourselves and ask God for wisdom how to administer justice to this nation. And I pray that the people of God would do the same. That we, in every area of our life, whatever God's trying to get you to fix, whatever God's trying to get you to work on, you don't know the answer. You don't know what to do. Good, because I know someone who does. And we've got to put faith and administration to our ministries. We've got to have faith, and we got to administer the justice, God's plans, God's purposes, and he gives his people wisdom. Can I have an amen on that? So if any man lacks wisdom, he should ask God. It doesn't say if any man should act, uh, lacks wisdom, he should ask Eric. If any man lacks wisdom, he should ask Karen or Michelle or Susie or anybody else. If he lacks wisdom, he should ask God. So I'm challenging you this week. Will you ask God? Will you tell him? Will you let him in to the area that you need wisdom and truth on? Will you be one of those people who press in to the plans and the purposes that I have set for this people in this house? Will you be the one who pursues wisdom like line five says? I will look for wisdom as if it were silver and if it was a hidden treasure. Many, many years ago, I hit a $50 bill in this sanctuary. And I hid a Bible. And I said, whoever can find the $50 bill, it's theirs. Whoever can find the Bible, it's theirs. Guess which one was more cherished? When the person found the $50 bill, oh God, I the 50 bill! The counsel of the living God sits on the dust shelves of the American church. We say we don't understand it. We say we don't get it. We say, and yes, you need to be filled with the Spirit, and God needs to fill you with His presence. But it has become a boring book in America. I love prophecy. I love hearing the Word of God. I love hearing what God is saying today. But I love this. I love this, and I must repent. Because at times I have not cherished this like I should. Your word, oh God, is a lamp to my feet. It's a light been watching some stuff on TV here recently. I know we're going late. And it's all the cults. Waco, the Mormon thing where the guy got arrested. And then last night was one on someplace in Australia. And how they brought all people to themselves. But the word of God was not cherished. What was cherished in all those t- cults was a personality was a man or a woman that was giving all the wisdom and all the revelation. And I want to honor and revere man. God has placed man in authority, and I thank God for Billy Graham who passed away this year. That man pastored America. And I thank God for him. And I pray to God that his legacy through his children and his ministry will continue for years. And I honor that man telling you guys this word is precious to you it is so precious and it is the wisdom and the counsel of heaven and it takes discernment but it is a hidden treasure that you must go after and so when you're seeking god for changes in your life come and eat come and dine come and seek my face as if it were treasure Yes, seek prophetic words. Yes, seek wisdom from other people. Because God says this. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You, my people, will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back from captivity. I will bring you out of the captivity that's in your heart. I will set you free. If any man lacks wisdom, he should ask. He should believe. He should allow God to change his motives. He must have fear of the Lord. And he must press in to God's word and his plan. And he must seek it as if it were hidden treasure. Let us stand. The Lord has told us every service to pray for the sick. After every service, no matter what, whether it's Easter or whether it's whatever, that we are to pray for the sick. He's also told several people to, to prophesy and to declare the word of the Lord over people's lives. So we're going to do that. The altar team's going to come up. And there's uh, my wife and Michelle Hughes. God has just told them both to practice the prophetic and to speak into people's lives. And so we're going to have that opportunity. We're going to leave this center part of the altar open. If you need to do business with God and don't want anybody to bother you, we will not bother you. But We'll pull the team up here shortly. If you need prayer and you need direction, if you need healing in your body, or if you want to stand in for someone who is sick in your family, we have people here that are anointed to heal the sick, and I praise God for it. But I really want to ask you, I know you're one of those who are pressing into the things of God. I know you're pressing into the plans and purposes that God has for us. And I ask you to ask God for wisdom this week. I ask you to get beside your bed on your knees or in your prayer closet or out to the park or wherever you go. I'm asking you to apply this message. Would you please apply this message so that knowledge can move to wisdom and the Spirit of God has something to work with? Will you ask and believe for wisdom? Will you ask God to tug on your heart and begin to show you the motives of your heart like He showed me? Would you ask Him to rearrange those? That way you can be like Solomon who didn't have... His self in the way He didn't have his own agenda in the way He didn't have his own pleasures and his own finances in the way He didn't care about what he was going to get but he wanted to administer the justice of God to the people He wanted to minister to God's people he wanted to minister to God Will you do that this week? we ask the Lord to teach you how to Proverbs we just read that proverb about how the, what the fear of the Lord is. I hope you took notes. Are you willing to be the one who presses in and calls on him? Because I believe God is wanting to give you a plan. And I believe that plan can only come from him. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, here we are before you. And I just want you to whisper a commitment to the Lord. Tell him what you're going to do. Tell him, I am going to seek you this week. I am going to ask for wisdom. I am going to ask you to change my motives. I am going to believe that you'll give me wisdom. I'm going to let you change the motives of my heart. This week, I'm going to what? I'm going to spend 15 minutes a day. I'm going to spend a half hour a day. I'm going to get on my knees. I am going to do what? What are you going to tell God right now that you're going to do with this message? I hope you all listen to this message again, and you go and get an action plan from heaven. Because there is a people in this house who are pressing in to the plans and the purposes that I have for them, says the Lord. I say, the Lord said, get ready, get ready, no one lagging behind. Get ready for a move in this city and this region. There is a visitation coming. I believe that. God said, I am not going to take this city with thousands, but I'm going to raise up a Gideon's 300. It's going to be like a youth movement. It's going to be like like a youth movement, like 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 this tidal wave that moves through the young generation. There's going to be enough older people here to stabilize it. And lives are going to be changed. Get ready. Get ready. I'm coming. There's a visitation coming. Search for me. Seek me while I may be found. And I will give you wisdom on what to administrate in your life. I will show you how to heal your marriage. I will show you how to heal your finances. I will show you how to get your house in order. I will show you how to be a war horse. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Come and seek my wisdom. And I will be found by you. Father, I thank you for that. And Father, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise change our hearts, change our motives. And Father, we're going to press into your plans and your purposes in Jesus' name.